0: are we living the most real life possible i ask myself this question all the time most of the time the answer is i just don't know sometimes the answer is definitely not this is why i have this podcast i'm matt botker and welcome to the show before we get started just three small things first please please leave a review where all reviews are accepted like apple podcasts it's the main way by which this podcast gets into the hands of other people 2nd Please consider supporting Living the Real through a small recurring donation at patreon.com slash LTR or a one-time donation through Venmo or PayPal, all in the show notes. Third and last, please visit livingthereal.com and sign up for my newsletter, where you'll get updates on future resources like upcoming blogs, YouTube channels, guest appearances, and exclusive content on my Living the Real method. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to episode number 10 of Living the Real. So another solo episode, I'm excited to talk about something. This is the one habit that can change your life. It changed my life. Honestly, I don't incorporate this every single day of my life. When I do, it's a game changer. And I wanna encourage you. So if there's one thing you get out of the next 15, 20 minutes, it's all about, you're going to start journaling today and hopefully I will sell you on the why. I'm even going to give you a framework to begin your journal because some of you need prompts, need something like, I don't even know how to start or what to say. I'm going to give you that so that you know how to step-by-step incorporate what is called my 3M framework into your journaling. Speaking of which, if you're just joining in, welcome to Living the Real. It is all about how to live the most real life possible. And today we're in the midst of a pandemic. There's so many things going on. The temptation is just not to live real, to let the pressures of life take over us. We feel like a cog in the wheel. How can we insert ourselves back into life and be in control of our life? This is the 3M framework. It's all about three things, margin, momentum, and maintenance. It's about expanding the margin in your life It's about building momentum to do something great so you don't find yourself five years from now looking back and saying, I've done the same dang things in the past five years and have no change in my life, right? And to dominate maintenance, dominate maintenance, the three M's, margin, momentum, maintenance, so that maintenance never becomes a momentum. What does that mean? How many of you have cleaned your house only to have it fall apart three days later? I have three sons, five, four, and two. It's two hours later. Maintenance is about having this never happen again, having things accumulate in your life emotionally, physically, whatever it may be, only to have to spend days and weeks unraveling the mess you made, turning into a plan for momentum when you never had to do it before, right? It's like exercising for routine to keep your health versus having to lose 20 pounds. That is a big big momentum plan, which I I have to do. I've got to get on it. I want to be here a little bit longer. I want to support my sons. I'm 42. My sons are young. I need to do things to help do a momentum plan to take control of my life there so that I can live much longer. So I'm throwing it back to you. Are you living the most real life possible right now? Does that really bring about that's what I'm doing? Or gosh there's just things in my life that's preventing me from feeling feeling as if I have it under control, that I have my life that is actually what I want. If not, then you're at the right place. We're at the end of August. And what is the end of August? It's kind of like the end of the week. And I want to focus on margin today. This idea of expanding margin in our life. Thinking about, it's almost like it's a Friday. Going to a weekend, You're 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 probably thinking more about leisure activities than during the work week. Maybe not. It's like that for the end of the month. And so I want to kind of put an image of what margin is before we talk about this habit. I think margin of like a balloon. It's like this, like like a balloon that in the balloon is like two compartments. There is like a divider down the middle. And on one side, there's momentum. On the other side, there's maintenance. And when the balloon is not full, it's, there's there's very little room for momentum and maintenance. But as you blow up that balloon, this margin balloon gets bigger and bigger and bigger And there's more room for momentum and there's more room for maintenance. This is margin. It's the most important thing in your life because it's like the more you can focus on building margin in your life, it's like blowing up that balloon. And then all of a sudden, your capacity and ability to do bigger and greater things, momentum, moving needle forward, and maintenance, getting control of your dang rhythm of life, expands dramatically dramatically. It's the most important thing. If you don't get margin nailed, then you're just going to run the rat race of momentum and maintenance. You're going to feel like you're barely squeezing anything in. You're exhausted at the end of the day, and you've got very little done. So this is why I want to talk. talk about this one habit that's changed my life forever, which is journaling. So i want to give you a little history of me in journaling. I started when I was in grade school, being dramatic. I wrote poetry that was really dumb about broken up relationships and how miserable I was when I was 12. And so I got my, my little taste of what it means to like self-reflection and journaling. And I still have these pieces of paper, which I haven't seen, but they're somewhere behind me uh, in, in some random box. But it really didn't really kind of develop until I I moved to Denver. So I was in college in Nebraska, moved to the East Coast to get my MA, and then transferred to Denver. And then I think around that time, I adopted being having a computer science background. That's my undergraduate. I wanted to get a journal, a digital journal. So I got my first digital journal. I started writing things down. This has a point. Trust me. Just follow me on this. So I wrote here and there, not every day. And then one day my computer crashed and I lost everything. Luckily, I backed things up, but I didn't know where my backup was. About two years ago, I found the backup, or maybe it was like three years ago, and I found all my old journals. And so I re-imported them to my new digital journal, which now is much better and I can't lose them. And I've been journeying much more regularly. I'll share this with you. But here's the point. I was able to read back a lot of my journals from 10 years ago, from 12 years ago. And what did I learn? I learned that the people around me are right about me. So I have people sometimes can criticize me for being maybe a little self-absorbed, maybe a judgmental. And I keep thinking to myself, no, I'm not that way. I'm I'm listening to other people. I don't think it's perfectly accurate. Now I do have that tendency. And then I read my journals from 10 to 12 years ago. And guess what I was saying about myself? Matt, you're self-absorbed. Get over yourself. I was like, oh my gosh, they're right. Okay. I'm talking about myself and I was totally oblivious of this because I forget what I had for lunch yesterday, let alone 10, 15 years ago of emotional thoughts. And then everything clicked. I became more self-aware, self-understanding and realizing I've got things in my life that needs momentum, needs to be able to change in my life. So this is why it's indispensable, I think indispensable to be able to start drilling today. Even the most mundane things, that's just some of the things I appreciate the most. Those random journals that just talk about what I had to eat today, what I did today, how I ran today is exciting because those mundane things, I have no memory, no recollection, and it begins to fabricate a deeper understanding of myself. So if you want to know who you are so you can better possess yourself, then journaling is an indispensable part of this journey. You got to start today. This is my whole, my whole 3M framework is about building the scaffolding of to better possess ourselves. So why? So we can better give of ourselves. I'm convinced that the reason why self-possession is necessary is the deepest way of discovering ourselves is through a sincere gift of ourselves. That's how we discover who we are, but we cannot give ourselves unless we understand who we are we don't possess it, we don't understand the possession. So this is the first steps. If you want to be able to truly give your best self, you've got to know yourself. Give yourself to yourself, to your spouse, to your boyfriend, to your girlfriend, to your work, to your life in general. I believe that, that journaling, starting this is the first step, the first type of living the most real life to yourself and to others in the same way that I'm here telling people, no, that's not right. I think you're just misunderstanding how I think. And then I'm, then I'm realizing, oh my gosh, my journals are telling me that that actually is part of my, my fault, my vice. And I've got to do it. That's the real. <laughs> and there's a gift in there. I can change now because I have a better understanding of who I am. I can bring that to the table. So we cannot truly possess ourselves, or I should say the only thing The only thing in this world that we can actually truly possess is ourselves. Anything else is a violation. How many of you, raise your hand in your own car, don't raise your hand in your car or your bike, wherever you're at listening to this, how many of you have felt as if you were being used or for some other end, right? Somebody's trying to possess you for something. It doesn't feel good. It's a violation. It's against our own humanity. The only thing that we can make claim to possessing is ourselves. We can't change anybody else. We can change ourselves and bring our better selves to the table. So journaling is a key component. So let's talk about this. I want to talk before I explain my method of journaling, my 3M framework. I'm going to give you this. If you go to livingthereal.com slash journal template livingthereal.com slash journal template, you're going to be able to download this template What I'm talking about a step-by-step AM, PM journal, stepping you through my 3M framework of journaling a particular way. So you actually expand your capacity to discover life and not determine life, meaning this idea of like, oh, why is the world out to get me all these things and trying to control life versus realizing, no, those difficult moments in life are ought to be discovered We need to ask ourselves, where is a gift in this? What does this make possible for me? If we can change that mindset, it's a game changer for us. It would become more self-aware and more grateful for our life. And we're able to move the needle forward in our life and truly be generous, right? Self-gift. So you're going to build it down to that template. Go right now, livingthereal.com slash journal template. And you can get it right then and there. But let's talk about the benefits If you haven't been sold already, there's tons of benefits. This is all done in research, and you can follow these. I'll put a couple articles in the show notes. There's lots of this. First and foremost, it increases your IQ. Journaling, it does. Why? Because when you're in self-exploration, when you're like, ah, who am I? You're going to like strive for words (laughs) to help you understand who you are. And vocabulary expansion is a critical component to IQ. You become more mindful. I think that's obvious, right? Because you're bringing your life's experiences and now writing them down or typing them down and you're becoming more aware of the truth of your own life because you have to sit with it for a few minutes versus just a moat, right? So, and there is a strong connection between mindfulness and happiness. So if we're journaling and becoming more mindful, we're also on the road to become happier individuals. Another one, we become goal achievers, right? Because as you write, either physically or digitally, you begin to organize your thoughts and all of a sudden your desires for your life become clear and you begin to see, ah, this is what I want. This is the goal for my life. We become higher in our EQ as well. Now there's a caveat in this. Some people think they have a high EQ because they're highly emotional, but that doesn't really mean you have a high EQ. High EQ is that ability to perceive and manage your emotions and journaling can do that both. Just to able to perceive but not manage is not a high EQ that's out of control. Those of you who manage your emotion but don't perceive them like me, that's just, that's just squelching your emotions. It is about both perceiving and being able to manage your emotions so we have better intuition and emotional understanding as we begin to write this stuff down. It, bo- it boosts memory and comprehension. Why? Because you're journaling about your life. So it retains. I mean, I can't remember what I had for lunch a week ago, a day ago, and journaling helps to solidify those moments in my life with my kids. So I remember them. So it's a powerful way to boost memory, strength, and self-discipline. How many of you lack a sense of self-discipline? This is a great first step. It's a low-hanging fruit because if you begin journaling for five minutes a day, that is an act of self-discipline. And guess what, guys and gals. That self-discipline is contagious. If you start there, it just kind of starts rolling, and then the next thing you're looking for for self-discipline begins to move. This is this is like a domino effect, right? It improves communication skills. This should seem obvious because it's hard to know what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, especially in times of conflict. By taking a step back and saying, "You know, I'm going to journal about this for a while. I'm going to reflect upon this for a while." Then, right, you formulate your thoughts and you're able to communicate them clearly. And maybe you won't do something stupid and say something that you didn't mean to say. Or, or just bare minimum, you're able to bring your full self forward. Candid, honest, and charitable. Here's another huge one. I'm, I'm amazed by this. I had no idea. There's lots of research about this. But journaling brings healing into your life. Now, you may be thinking, of course, emotional healing. You're venting. Sure. That, that is true. But it's talking about more. Yes, there's emotional healing. It actually has been shown to improve your immune response. Hey, pandemic, COVID-19, immunity, right? This is not a cure-all, but journaling can help boost that immune response to keep you healthy, right? But here's the biggest thing I know. It even fights physical disease. It's been shown to help fight asthma, rheumatoid arthritis, AIDS, even cancer. This is important stuff it can even bring physical healing to wounds physical wounds not just emotional wounds there was a study done in 2013 showing that 76% of adults spending 20 minutes a day journaling for 3 days before a scheduled biopsy before a scheduled biopsy were fully healed in 11 in 11 days whereas only 58% of the control group had not yet recovered even physical wounds heal in self reflecting and journaling so I hope this idea, and then of course it sparks creativity, right? Having time to engage that stream of consciousness, just the time to just vent, let it go, just write, unlocks creativity, a powerful mode to build creativity. So I hope all of this begins to show that journaling is indispensable. So I've shown you now, hopefully the why, how valuable it is for you. So now I want to introduce you to how I journal and how you can download this template right now. And it's powerful. It builds upon my framework. It keeps you laser focused, emotionally attuned, and can bring healing to your life. So you know where to go. livingthereal.com slash journal template. I'm going to walk you through this right this very moment. So I'm going to get it out and walk you through. So this is going to how, now how you journal, start small. Don't take this journal and and incorporate all this into your life. It may be too much. Pick one, pick two things. The goal is to slowly move your way towards journaling. One minute a day, five minutes a day. I don't think it has to be more than 10 minutes in the a.m. and 10 minutes in the p.m. In general. But journaling can be flexible. However fits in a regular way. Ideally for me, it's an a.m. p.m. journal. You journal once in the morning, once. And it doesn't mean that there's moments in my life that I just have these powerful experiences. And I just bring out my day one. It's my app I use. Check it out. And I think it's Mac only right now. It's going to hopefully come to Android and Windows soon. It's the best digital journaling app available. It's incredible. And I just whip it out of my phone and I reflect upon something and just throw it into my journal. Otherwise, I have this format that I do, my structure of my day, my AM PM journal. So let's just talk about this for five minutes to get you understanding how my template actually works so that you can incorporate this into your life right now. Of course, you can now again, download this for free. So I have two types of journals, the AM journal, and it's all in one journal per day. And the the main focus for the AM journal is all about this idea of inspiration, right? Inspiration and gratitude. I want to start my day with inspiration, gratitude, and planning. That's how I start my day. So that's my theme for my morning. So I begin to talk about in my own journal, the three things I'm thankful for. And then right away, I go into then, uh, then affirmations. These affirmations by which kind of build me up about I actually can do this. I am and can be a good husband. I am and can be a good leader. I am a good listener. And I do these 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 small affirmations, which sounds cheesy, but it changed my mindset to realize that i that I have a growth mindset that I have the capacity to change and become better at listening and being generous and not being judgmental. So I really set the day grounded in being grateful and inspired even by my own affirmations. And then I have a small moment where I call a stream of consciousness, where I have a small place where I can just say anything I want to that's on my mind right now and on my heart. And I always say in this part, I stay above the line. What do I mean by this? It's easy when you're in a stream of consciousness to talk about, woe is me, life sucks. I can't believe she did this to me. I can't believe he did this to me. And this is what I call below the line. Now, this is not for me. This is from the Oz Principle, which I've talked about before in other podcasts. And it's this idea of whenever we do, we need to write and think and engage other people through the sense of self-accountability, not throwing accountability to other people because that's a victim mentality. It's always trying to discover, right, the opportunity, the gift for me to change, to be better. And so as I do a stream of consciousness, I have always this like little parenthesis saying, stay above the line, Matt. Now it's not always the case. I may have to vent, but whenever, even if I talk about my bad day, vent about somebody's conflict or somebody's annoyance, that I land with staying above the line. How did I contribute to this? How did I make it worse? Right? I'm not going to sit here and, and, and you know just just pretend as if you know everything's my fault. I'm not going to do that. But I'm always going to make sure that whatever I say stays above the line, and I'm making sure that whatever I say. The opportunity for me to discover an opportunity for me to be better is the most important thing. So stay above the line in the streams of consciousness. Now, my big thing. So this is now the margin, expanding, reflecting, being generous, being charitable, being grateful. Then I have basically in my journal every day, already pre-printed. This is why it's great to have a template in day one. My objectives for my year. So I always start in January, the objectives, what do I want to obtain? And I have a whole understanding of what it means to to, to, to put upon objectives or write objectives, right? That's in a previous episode where I talk about momentum. So I, I state my objectives for the year and they're already pre-printed. And then I have my key results for the quarter. So I have basically, here are the three things that I want to get done in the next three months. They're always pre-printed. They're right there every morning to remind me over and over. Because how many of you have set goals and they went away in some cupboard or some desk and you forgot about them until December and you realize, ah, crap, I was supposed to do this. I have these right in front of my, my morning template every morning to remind me. So I can't forget. And then I have the key results for the week. Every Sunday. I sit down and say, what are the three things I want to have as an outcome for the week? That if I get these three things done, nailed it, success. The rest is stuff, whatever. But these are the three big things. And then every morning I write my three tactics. What are the three things today I want to get done? Today, it was this podcast and a couple other things. So that is my morning routine. It takes no more than 10 minutes at max. And then the PM, now it's reflective. It's about really now discovery, I've gone through the day. Now I talk about my three wins. Start, start start, big, right? I want to be inspired. What are my three wins? Dig deep. Find something that actually you feel like you've done something great. And then I ask myself this, where was the gift in a particular challenging circumstance? So I reflect for a few minutes and talk about, man, there was this time where I engaged this person. It was difficult. And I'm frustrated. I'm angry. And it's been holding on to me all day, whatever it is. Now I could go below the line and just vent. But now I'm going to ask myself, where's the gift in this? What does this make possible? What does this say about me that I could grow from? And I have to discover the gift in this. And then I ask, how could today have been better? In general, what's one thing that could have been done to make it better? And then I asked myself this question in the p.m. How, what will I do tomorrow to be a gift to someone else? The highest call of, my, of this area of margin is to be able to give yourself. We just talked about this. What's one small thing I can do tomorrow to give myself just a little bit, pay for somebody's coffee, write them a card, just say a nice thing to them, say, I love you. A small thing, it doesn't have to be great big at all. So these are the big things I do every a.m. and p.m., Whenever I try to, I'd, sometimes I don't get it it all the time, but this changes my life. This is the margin. It builds the capacity to discover the good in your life when things are crappy. It helps you to be more grateful in your life because you've discovered a goodness in your life. And finally, it finally helps you to be truly generous, a gift of self, right? You're able to then slowly bring your best self forward by this daily journal. I really believe, I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced that the sum of it, the, the, the whole totality of journaling is bigger than the sum of its parts. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. So I encourage you right now to begin journaling. If you don't know where to start, download my template, liveintheal.com slash journal template to get a start and use my 3M framework. All these questions are very intentional. It builds upon mar- margin and, and incorporates momentum every single day and crushes maintenance. It's this one kind of hook for everything else. Start here. I encourage you to start here. So I hoped this helped. Start drilling today. Become more self-aware so you can become more self-possessed in a good way, right? Possess yourself so you can truly be a gift to yourself and to your spouse and to your work and accomplish great things by bringing yourself to the table and not someone else. Who needs that? Who needs another carbon copy of some other person or thing? You've got this. You can do this, build the margin, be that balloon, blow it up. So then you can have more room to crush it in momentum and destroy that maintenance cycle so that you find yourself doing the most important things in your life and not just cleaning up your house every day. Have an incredible week. We will see you in next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living the Real. If you want to check out more information, go to livingthereal.com and sign up for my newsletter. If you want to support this podcast, you do that at patreon.com slash LTR, as well as one-time payments at Venmo and PayPal in the show notes. See you all next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Before you head off, I just have one small favor to ask of you. If there's anybody in your life that you can think of, two people that might really could use this Living the Real podcast, would you share it with them this week? I'd greatly appreciate it. Somebody in your life like, man, they could just use a deeper perspective, right? Maybe a calling to a bigger purpose, or maybe they just need a better plan in their life. Share with them. Give them the hope that they need to be able to get out of whatever they need to get into to be inspired to do something great. So if you can think of two people in your life right now who could use a little bit more of a realness in their week please share it with them. Take care. Bye-bye.